Welcome to episode 44 of the Eye of Terror podcast. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. All right, I think uh, we've been having some long shows. In fact, our last show was like the longest show we have ever recorded. It was like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even realize that much time flew by when we were recording. It just kind of That's what we were happened. geeking out. Yeah. And also we spent 10 minutes laughing about uh, salamander quads. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know okay. what that is. So, we vow to be less absurd on this episode. Do, do we? <laughs> we vow for the next five minutes we will be less absurd. That, that sounds more reasonable. All right. Yeah, 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 okay. All right. Uh, as always, we start off with some hobby progress. Mm-hmm. Finally got around to basing the flesh hounds of corn. Yep. We, we used the fantasy corn dogs. The, yeah, the was, fa- what are they called? They're the not actually hounds? like, they're like chaos yeah, I think they're all like chaos hounds, just general purpose. I think they're used by the, um, the equivalent of the Chaos Space Marine faction there. I, I yeah, they're not in, actually in Warhammer like, Fantasy though. Yeah, Warhammer Fantasy. They're right. not uh, Age of Sigmar. They're not. They're not actual corn dogs, but the right. actual corn dogs. But everyone kind of uses them because they're a lot cheaper. Yeah, and, and more plentiful, and you get two units in a box. Yeah, I don't even remember what the original corn dogs look like. I've used the, they have these weird like leathery wing yeah, things yeah, on the I side of their the, face. The, 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 the freaking dinosaur from uh, yeah, like Jurassic the Park. Jurassic Park, yeah, the Jurassic Park dinosaur. Uh, yeah, flares out. It, of was, its neck. it was yeah, those always look. I mean, I like that they're like larger, but that just looks super goofy. Yeah, I agree. So we didn't use those. We used we used the Warhammer Fantasy ones. Yeah, the Age of Sigmar ones. And they, but, but we'd painted them a while ago, but I hadn't gotten around to basing them. So yeah. I just based them and now they look, you know, cool. I also, you know, they look kind of drab. They were reddish yeah, and yeah. drab. So I applied some orange and some yellow highlights to make them all kind of flamey, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, to go alongside oh. all the other corn units we have. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that was, that was a project that just needed to get done. Yeah, right? it, it, it took time. It's it, the, basing for me is not like super fun. Sure, sure, sure. It's sure. a necessary thing to make your army look good, mm-hmm. but it is like the least creative part, mostly, of most armies. That being said, mm-hmm. bigger bases are kind of fun to do. Yeah, because you can create almost like little, little dioramas. Pieces, little dioramas, exactly. A whole drama, a whole, a whole space opera is yeah, happening yeah, yeah. on that base. Yeah. Yeah, and so like for the flyer base, which is, or the night space, there's always like fun things to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, dreadnought bases are good, right? Any yeah. hero character, the bases are going to, you're going to do something. I'm going to add rocks. I'm going to add skulls. I'm going to add, some, you know, something, something. interesting, some, yeah. some piece of debris on the ground, you know, yeah. whatever. So something something but when you're just like doing a whole bunch of units yeah and you just have to like add you know some sort of contrasting base color that looks like environmental something yeah and it's boring it's yeah. a lot of work there's glue involved there's like sand and little rocks involved and there's dry brushing you know involved on math i use my cheap brushes I have no idea how to riff off of this. <laughs> I'm just complaining about just... basing. <laughs> my, my, my base complaints. <laughs> yeah. So so I, I I tend to avoid it. And then I, I got myself into a, I painted myself into a corner literally by um, yeah. by making all like our astro-military units and a lot of our uh, space marine units, they're based in snow. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, whenever I have to base one of you know if I am adding mm. units there, you kind of have. Oh to. yeah, it's a whole ordeal because <laughs> because okay. So first you start off with this woodland scenic like white snow flock. It's like a powdery flock. Sure. And uh, don't don't buy like the Gale Force Nine or the. I think GW makes a snow flock. Don't buy it. Just go to the train store and -hmm. get yourself a Woodland Scenics, like, giant bottle of, like, snow flock. Sure. And then you just pour some of it into a bowl, like Mm -hmm. a paper bowl or something, like the kind you'd have at parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? (laughs) And then you add, like, a mixture of one-third of glue and then one-third water to two-thirds of this flock. And then you just add water and glue to taste, but don't taste it. But, you know, mix it up so it's got don't, the right consistency. Don't eat glue, kids. Right. And it has to be thicker than just like, than mush. It has to yeah. be thicker. It can't be runny. Yeah. But then you take this this thing and then you can literally make like little snow piles with this. And it's really cool. And then it and, and, melt, and then it uh, melts. It doesn't melt. It, it dries. It dries. It takes 24 hours to dry, though. So you can't, you can't mess with it for 24 hours. But that's the part that's like, oh, it's got to wait. Yeah, you do it, and then getting all that snow onto the little bases, especially like guardsmen that have this really tiny bases, is always like a little annoying because you don't want to like cover their feet up with it. So I'm using like toothpicks and chopsticks to like the, 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 position the mundanity, it just right. The mundanity of this process is is <laughs> almost entertaining. Almost, almost, almost. I know. If you're a hobby, but if but you guys understand. I mean, you guys are hobbying. You guys are basing, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, people do like the look of the snow bases once they see them on the oh, army. Oh no, I mean, they when, look when, good, once, right? once they're there, yeah, it's a necessary process. But right. boy, oh boy, is that is that process uh, boring? Real, <laughs> real boring. Okay, I gotta finish it. Okay, so once it dries, then it's gonna be just like a, like a white lump of mashed potatoes, and you don't want that. You need some contrast. Mm-hmm. So I dilute some blue ink, whatever whatever blue ink you have on hand. I dilute it, and then I like just apply a little bit around the edges, and then a little bit in some divots within this to give it some some depth, to give it some dimension. Sure. And that is the haha final touch, and then you've got perfect snow bases. Now the corn dogs don't have yeah. any of that because <laughs> I don't know why you went into the whole snow because you started talking about bases and how you didn't like to yeah, make yeah, them. Yeah, I, like, oh, you I remember yourself. how I got here, my wandering mind. All right, so apart from the corn dog bases, um, uh, you and I spent a day hobbying yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so why don't you tell the audience what you did? Oh, I just built. Okay, so um, I decided I was going to play uh, guard uh, this weekend. And I, I realized, oh, I should, um, I want to see if we, like, what we have in terms of models. And I, what I really wanted, what was really attracting me for some reason was I wanted two vendettas. I really wanted two vendettas in the army. And now we only have, like, a, we only have one vendetta on hand, right? right. Uh, so, but, but I had two additional unbuilt Valkyries. So I pretty much spent... All of yesterday, not all of yesterday, like half of yesterday, yeah. building uh, a, a vendetta. Um, and you were like really dedicated to it. Um, you like like cut out everything, and it was like parts everywhere. You have a weird methodology. For oh building. yeah, I, I just I just to me it's just you might as well just do it now. As far as I'm, because if you're gonna if you're gonna cut things out, you might as well just cut everything out now, so you can. Just get it over with, because you're gonna put the bits in the bits box anyway. So why not? Why not get it? Why not get it all out? 
as opposed I'm, to see, like I'm scared. leaving it around. No, I get it, but there's you. There was so many bits everywhere, and you know, I follow the number guide and looking for that little number, that bit that is exactly that thing. To me, in your chaos of like bits everywhere, that was like night- nightmarish. Like the oh. OCD part of me was like going off <laughs> because I'm like, you just have like there's like plastic parts everywhere. I wouldn't know, like, if I'm looking for a particular number, good luck. It's going to take me a long time to find it in that pile. Oh, no, they, the the thing was pretty much symmetrical, so it, it wasn't like it, there was much problem there. You just needed to find. Okay. I, all the all the parts look fairly See, I have a method. I have a process for building, and yours is obviously different. Yours is much Mine more is holistic chaos. and chaotic. <laughs> Mine is <laughs> methodical and slow in plotting. But it's very clear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but you did it, and then you also uh, we we had a, a Forge World uh, Vendetta conversion kit, which basically consists of yeah, you yeah, know yeah. some additional las cannons and resin, and you got those on there, and you did a good job. That was the first time playing with resin, right? Yeah, resin, man, resins. Uh, I mean, it, it looks great. It looks great. All those Forge World models look fantastic. Yeah. I don't know what you have to go for when you have to build like one of those whole resin models, but it sounds nightmarish. Um, I mean, it was it was like a little frustrating because it was a little weird to fit everything in. For some reason, it didn't do that quite well. Is this like a problem for you? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Whenever you work with resin, resin isn't as perfect as plastic. Yeah. It's a lot more, you know, imperfect. It's got little bumps and ridges and little little bubbles sometimes are in there. Yeah. So you have to be more, I would say, more active with it. You sometimes have to shave parts off to make them fit right. You have to sometimes melt parts by dipping them in hot water or using a hairdryer to melt some of the resin so that it, it's the right shape. Like um, I, I've, like anything that has like a long like tube or, or like barrel, like gun barrel, mm-hmm. is gonna, you know, even coming from Forge World, is likely gonna be bent in some way. So guarantee you're going to have to um, either dip it in hot water or you're going to have to use a hair dryer every single time. Also, uh, there are some imperfections, especially at the contact points. So you have to be yeah. very careful when you cut off resin from the, the resin sprues they come on yeah. because there's a chance that you're going to take off a chunk of the resin that actually is, a, is in the part. Oh. So you have to be very careful about that. And then you have to wash the resin. So otherwise, because it's got like some sort of agent on top that allows it to leave the mold. But that stuff... Um, kind of makes it difficult to glue and difficult to paint. Yeah. So you typically have to wa- hand wash the resin with a little toothbrush and some, you know, like dishwashing detergent to get that off of there. So it requires more work. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, the bigger models, like like I have a Yavara, a Tau Yavara from yeah, Forge yeah. World that I bought at LVO, and that's sitting in the in its little Forge World bag, yeah, yeah, yeah. taunting me, because I <laughs> that's the process I'm gonna have to go through. There's yeah. gonna be like. I don't know, like 50 pieces on it. And then I'm going to have to like cut all of them out carefully, hand wash all of them, <laughs> dry them, right? <laughs> right? And that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. the kitchen counter is just like littered in resin parts, little yeah. resin parts everywhere. And then have at it down the road. It's it's a lot of work, but you know, you see the results. They, no, yeah. No, no Fortress Models always look yeah, great. They, then they look great. Yeah. yeah. That's a, yeah. And, um, um, you know, whenever you do, uh, resin you you really should stick to forge world there's you know the world of recast out there mm-hmm. you know you can go and i seem to be getting emails from like um recasters from china that have somehow <laughs> you know found this podcast and now are sending me like daily you know emails about how i can buy cheap you know forge world models from 
from their recast shop. Mm. And you got to be careful with that stuff because it's typically nowhere near the quality. The resin is brittle. It's it's like even a different color. Yeah, and you get huge def, you know defects in it. So I would stay away from that stuff if you really are here for the hobby. And I wouldn't I wouldn't mess with the Chinese recaster stuff. Yeah, if you're just gonna play competitive, some people do. Yeah, you know. But uh, why why take money away from the the company that makes our hobby great? That's what I think. Yeah, I can't support it intellectual property theft all right this has been my public service announcement <laughs> the, the, the lawyer in me all right support i can't support okay it. yeah yeah yeah. it's not part of my my policy plan. I, I don't know why that made me laugh I yeah i don't know why you're <laughs> yeah that, that's not really a funny thing it wasn't it wasn't funny it was no, no. just all right um okay so while you were building the uh, vendetta we still have this whole death mask box and most of the most of the death watch guys in there have not been built none of the harlequins have been built no and then i had a venerable dreadnought that um i wanted to build so while you were building that i kept your company and i built the venerable dreadnought yeah yeah yeah. and i gave him the giant hand the hand the giant hand usually i use like those the claw thing yeah but i'm i never i the dreadnought hand looks kind of dumb because it's the robot with a giant like human like hand yeah yeah like but i built the hand this time because it's only because none of my other dreadnoughts have that giant hand the giant fist yeah yeah it does look kind of goofy yeah uh, but i like it so it's, a, it's I, venerable dreadnoughts are cool because they have so much customization so well you know we'll see yeah, I, I like i like the model i like the model beyond that yeah i mean the little like writing of the well, is, is it worlds it's visited or is it no, like these campaigns? Are all, these are all the campaigns and battles. Campaigns. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what you campaigns. see inscribed on the on the chest plates and on the side, on like the arm plates of, yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Venerable Dreadnought. That was campaign. Yeah, right. so the, you could cover those up, but I actually like them. I don't have that, so I'm going to definitely... I don't know why you'd cover them up. I, it, uh, just because you have so many options. You can cover them up with like other grimdark kind of yeah, but those, know, but, symbology. Yeah, but that, that looks... Yeah, that looks cool. yeah, a whole list there yeah, that this ancient one has been to all exactly. these places. That's very, it's very fluffy. <laughs> it's got his dreadnought visa stamped. Cal <laughs> <Tal> three, <laughs> Istavan. It, it's it's the dreadnought right? passport. Damocles. Yeah. yeah, all there. Um, yeah, so I think that's it in terms of hobby progress. I still have to work on uh, Thousand Suns, Death Guard, blah blah blah. Yada yada, yada 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 yeah mm-hmm. that was a good episode plenty of plenty of projects <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's move on from hobby progress let's talk about new releases and news mm-hmm. okay what do you want to start off with we should probably start off with a big ish one certainly anticipated uh necromunda is coming back yay yeah. necromunda Woo. or okay uh let's uh, first off models you saw some models that got released what Mo- do you think of the models Meh, eh. I'm with you. Yeah, it's it's. I'm with you. It's knockoff Mad Max. It's not. Re- it doesn't feel like really like 40k underhive ganger. I, I expected more of like a cyberpunk aesthetic, as like a lot of these guys have like really industrial cyberpunk aesthetic, like a Blanchian looking thing, or or at least something like in in, in the Blanchian vein that was more, a bit more weirder and fantastical. But this just kind of looks generic post apocalypse. Yeah, and I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't feel quite in line with the uniqueness of the 40k. World. I, I think it's spiritually, spiritually more connected to Blood Bowl than it is to 40k in the way the models look. Really? Yeah, okay. they look more like like 
like kind of like blood bullish looking models. I agree with you. I think the gang, they released two gangs, yeah. um, like an all-female gang and then the big mus- muscle-bound gang. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The look, I think generic is the right word. Kind of like, uh, you know, sort of a, a Mad Maxian knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not inspired by the model so far. No. And if if they're going to use the Shadow Wars Armageddon you know rules no, that would be that would be lame yeah but, but they probably are because those oh. are those are based on necromunda yeah yeah yeah. I don't, yeah we don't know the answer is we don't know yeah, we don't know, we don't know yeah. because they the announcement was made at some forge world event today and and we don't know whether you know what rule what rule set are going to, is going to ultimately be used whether it's closer to eighth edition or closer to the Shadow Wars, which is kind of based on second yeah. edition. Yeah, we've never played Necromunda, so we don't know what the no. original was like. So I played in Quizamunda, which yeah, yeah. is similar, had the similar rule set, just allows you to do more customization based on Inquisition guys in your mm-hmm. warband. I have no desire really to to play it. They might they might have some better RPG like elements. Maybe. You know how Shadow War has the ability to increase your warband stats and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on, you know, victories and getting Prometheum. Maybe there's something similar here that will make it more interesting that we're missing out on. Perhaps. But we, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Just based on the uh, on the announcement in and of itself and the models, not that excited. Yeah, neither am I. I'm just No. Sorta. There were there was a collective yay, yay from um like old guard Necromunda oh, nerds. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Across you, the you, internet. I, I heard I kinda saw that on Reddit and I mean, you know, if a few blogs. I mean if you if you love the game back then and you've been waiting for it for a while, I'd imagine there would be a rejoicing no matter yeah. what the models. Even though the game has actually been around for and people have kept it alive, you know, through oh, yeah, a variety yeah. of sort of third party but, websites and but, stuff. Uh, like a like a revival is always nice to sort yeah. of refreshing, yeah. freshening up of the old game. Right, because I don't think that there's been plastic models for Necromunda. I think the old mm-hmm. ones were metal. I think I don't know. Probably, but probably, um, yeah. So so okay. So Necromunda probably something we're not compelled to get yet. But you know, good news if you if you love that game. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Okay. Um, um, other other announcements. Um, uh, Custodes dropship. Custodes terminators. Uh, yeah, that was. I, I'm really confused again by the, <laughs> the fluff of this. This like, I I get. So you you mentioned that uh, Bobby G sent has ordered that they get sent out as like an enfor- an enforcement tool, basically, right? Or well, something to, something to, to basically join the crusade. Join the crusade. It's like, you know, get your butts off of Terra. Yeah. You know, why are we using up all these resources and valuable, you know, marital prowess dudes hanging around. Marital? Like uh, Marshall. I know, but you, you said I said marital. marital. <laughs> Marshall. Uh, <laughs> he basically says, look, you know, we can't afford to have you guys just hanging around being a bodyguard. Go out and help out. So that's why that that's the, the fluff reason for why you can use them in your games and campaigns. So I get that logic. That's fine. Okay. Um, why does a bodyguard force have like this like a specialized elite bodyguard force made by the emperor? basically just to protect his like palace then that's sort of it i can get that they maybe the palace is so huge that they might need those like weird little well, hover the, car the, things the threat on terra may not be but, but, immediately but, next hold, to the palace no but hold on hold on what they have like mobile drop ships and ter- and terminator suits for their already like specially made uh other like regular armor 
Yeah. Huh? They're like super custodies. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just confused as to... Um, I, I, I think... The I think that the sort of like adding like technology and saying oh it's always been there to the Imperium like that for some things it, it makes it makes sense and it just kind of works. Um, I can buy that the knights have been around. Yeah. Um, but I guess just adding th this much to a bodyguard force seems a little strange. Fluff wise, the models themselves look cool. Yeah. I, I the models look really cool. If yeah. not a if not a little less Imperium ish at least the dropship. But yeah, I'm just so confused as the story elements now when huh. it comes to those I, I, guys. I, they'll be justified in some Maybe, you know, yeah, way. I guess. Yeah, and there'll be m novels written. <laughs> <laughs> the, yes, there there probably will be. Yeah, I I'm always a little tempted to get custodies, but I haven't you know crossed mm -hmm. that line yet. So I mean, they needed a way to get in the combat. They don't have like teleportation, so right. Unless you're unless you're using those little like specialized gold land raider. Yeah, the gold land raider things. The, the gold land the, raider, like the floating little tank things. Yeah, a hover vehicle, like a, yeah. like, a like a. But now they have like nice. a dropship that's like huge. That's that's neat. Like maybe carry for, like, a whole bunch of them and like apocalypse game. Right, right, because it'd be super expensive. I imagine it would be expensive. <laughs> right, yeah, right. It looked very large. Uh, are there any other new models? Oh, Mortarian. Yeah. Mortarian. 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 Okay. Flying Bugman. All right. I got to say, based on the pictures I've seen so far, uh, I don't like it. I like it. Nope. I don't like it. it. He looks like a giant mosquito. Oh, yeah. And I, I think that's great. No, I hate I that. think that's great. His, he has like his, this uh. sort of weird, like this sort of like weird quilt figure with almost buggish wings coming down to kill you. That's perfect for Nurgle yeah that's perfect for nurgle that's like that, to me gross. that's like the weirdness is it just helps it you know what it's i think the it's so kind of realistically insect-like yeah it just like unnerves me it just like makes me feel like i i think i think i think it's too creepy crawly for me i think like weird horror designs like that are cool so i'm I'm glad they inject that sort of like hmm. strangeness into mortarian i think he i think it, it befits him. The guy's like a demon Primarch. He should be weird. Like he, he's been around for 10,000 years under a guy whose literal goal is to spread horrible disease, often with terrible trans like transformations and horrible disfigurements. The guy should look like really messed up. He looks like a mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that works. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Uh, I, I'm a little underwhelmed that it's we're getting a bunch of Death Guard releases, and not like just main Chaos releases like um, Space I guess Marines. Have been getting... I guess that's a concentrate on one army at a time, one one Chaos army at a time. And do, so, mm, you know, Death Guard is getting sort of its like. Do they? I mean, the the primary Space Marines were pretty much for everyone. So. Mm. Yeah, but Chaos isn't built that way. Chaos is... Yeah, but Chaos can be well, built no. that way. You can release... You can... Like, a Helldrake is for Oh, well, I see what you're saying. You release sort of yeah, upgraded, yeah, yeah. generic, Primaris-like Chaos or something. Space Marines just, that just you can me, use on, in Black Legion and... Yeah, exactly. ...wherever you want. Maybe right? Fabius Bile's been cooking up something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, given the popularity of Chaos, I have a feeling that that's down the road. I, I would expect it, but they haven't released it in line no. with the Codex release. Right. And they've just kind of been focusing on Death Guard for a while based on the campaign, I guess the Connor campaign or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just kind of here waiting. 
Okay. Um. Anyways, also Typhus. I think it was Typhus was also shown, unless of course it's one of Mortarian's bodyguards. I could be mistaken, but it looked like Typhus because he had in, like the in, horn and in, he in, had in the that little, little comedy video. Yeah, in the little comedy video, we're like, oh. Dude. How's it going? Man, things have been got going terrible. We should we shouldn't tell Mortar. Oh no, he's right behind me. Yeah, that, uh, that one. Yeah, that one. I, it was it was funny. It was it was nice yeah. to see that GW uh, still has a sense of humor. Yeah, though both those look both the models shown there looked kind of no good. Uh, it didn't look great. Uh, I'm happy about Mortarian. You're not as no. pleased with Mortarian's weird nurgling weirdness. No, I can, I man. see. I could get behind Magnus. I could get behind Bloodthirsters. I can get behind big old, you know, chaos looking dudes. Oh yeah, because those, those look just kind of like normal demonic type activity. Right. I, I like it when things get strange and alien. Not me. <laughs> Keep your strange and alien ideas <laughs> off my lawn. Yeah. Man, you you really are an Imperium player. <laughs> I am. It's got to be more boxy. <laughs> Speaking of being an Imperium player. We were unable to get our hands on the Chaos Codex this weekend. Mm-hmm. It was out this weekend, and um, it was sold out. It yeah. was sold out at our local game stores. Um, we did not reserve one. Uh, we did not anticipate that people would be so, you know, anxious to get their hands on them. So mm-hmm. we 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 missed it. Yeah. That's why. Although otherwise we'd be talking about it in this episode. So I think you guys are gonna have to wait uh, for another episode before we're ready to talk about it. Information's drip drabbing out. And and I'd rather kind of have us wait before we yeah. start looking at you know what the sure. I mean, chaos rules are and stuff. But anyway, that's that's one reason why we're not talking about it this week. Yeah, yeah. Go listen to all the other podcasts <laughs> if you want your dose of chaos. That was when we suddenly experienced a massive drop in viewership. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's it. Let's um. We're gonna take a little break, and then when we come back, we're gonna talk about our battle report. In this guy, in this case, it was Death Watch versus the Astra Militarum when we return. Hold the line, damn it! Holy! You look at the size of them! We are back. Okay, Death Watch versus Astronaut Terum. We decided to do 1850 in points this time. Uh, mix it up between power level and points. Uh, interestingly enough, my army was 74 power level. What was yours? <laughs> oh, actually, it was 74 plus 23. No, no, it turned out to be. Um, 97 in power level 97 hmm. what was yours uh mine was 96 actually 90 oh okay okay so and it's funny how, how well power level is really kind of hmm. yeah matches the points okay so um uh, my army was a battalion detachment I, uh, my hqs were a librarian with a bolt pistol and force sword and then i had a watch captain he had a commie melta and a power sword didn't didn't go with any of the special characters or watchmaster just a plain old watch captain mm-hmm. all right my troops choices i had three death watch kill teams the first one had um, one vanguard vet three regular death watch veterans 
and then two veterans with the Death Watch frag cannon. Mm-hmm. All right. And they were going in the um, Spartan assault tank. Yeah. Yeah. So I brought one of those. Uh, my second uh, kill team consisted of uh, five veterans, three with Kami Meltas, and two with regular bolters with their special ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, my third uh, kill team was exactly the same. Um, they had uh, three uh, Kami Meltas. Uh, oh, and the, in, in this one, I had my watch captain accompanying this team, mm-hmm. and the librarian was accompanying the other team that had the three Kami Meltas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Both the Melta uh, Death Watch teams were in drop pods. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a I had two Razorbacks, one with twin assault cannons and the other one with twin LAS cannons. Mm-hmm. I had a Corvus Black Star, and it was um, it was equipped with a Hurricane Bolter, Auspex Array, twin LAS cannon, and two Storm Strike missiles. And I believe that is my list. Yes. Well, already. That's my list. My very elite list you had going on. Yeah, not a lot of models. Not a lot of models. A yep. little model count, similar to the last one. Uh, I had a battalion detachment myself with good old Knight Commander Pask in a Punisher with three heavy bolters. So he was around uh, Creed. I decided to bring Creed in uh, and a Tempester Prime uh, to accompany a... Militarum Tempestus Command Squad with four Melta Guns. Uh, I had three infantrymen squads, seven guardsmen, a heavy weapons team with Laz Cannon, and a sergeant for each one. Uh, command Squad with Metapack, uh, Regimental Standard, and Voxcaster. A Hellhound, two Basilisks, uh, one Lehman Russ Executioner, the Plasma Cutioner, with the Plasma Sponsons. A Wyvern, uh, and two Vendetta gunships hmm. <laughs> yeah you had a lot of dudes hmm. out there a lot of last cannons <laughs> well not not as many as i thought but <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah so i purposely brought a lot of melta thinking i'm gonna face a lot of tanks mm-hmm. so that's why all my veterans had melts okay so uh our mission was contact lost Yep. And that's the mission where you start off with one tactical objective and you can only get additional tactical objectives throughout the rest of the game if you actually control an objective. Mm-hmm. You get that many tactical objective cards based Precisely. on how many objectives you currently control. Precisely. Right. Uh, you got to pick your deployment zone. Yep. Right. And then um, because of my low model count, yep, I ended up uh, going first. Yes, you did. Did you seize? No, I did not. <laughs> you didn't. No. Okay. You were there. I was there, ready to seize on the fact that you did not seize. Yes, you you saw it. Yeah. <laughs> so right in the middle of my um my my deployment zone was my giant assault uh Spartan assault tank, mm-hmm. and uh, man, that thing is just crazy powerful. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, eight last cannons and uh, the twin heavy bolters. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it came to four hundred seventeen points. By the way, four hundred seventeen wow. points is is what it cost to equip that thing. So it was not. Hmm. I definitely paid up. You know, up the nose for that. So that's only a little bit under my two vendettas. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it is. So the first thing I did um, was that I <clears throat> basically moved up. Um, 
I brought in one of the drop pods with a uh, melted kill team and uh, it had the librarian in there. And the librarian, oh my God, this guy was probably the star of the game. Star of the game? Yeah. Be, uh, from a point efficiency perspective? Yeah, yeah, perspective, yeah. Point, points efficiency perspective. This guy this was guy awesome. Was, yeah. This guy was awesome. Good. So in my uh, psychic phase, um, he put, uh, he rolled a 10 on his casting, you know, dice. Yeah. So he, he, I think he put in like, I don't know how many wounds, like four, four, wound, four, four wounds four on wounds. your plasma cutioner. Yep. So right away, four mortal wounds on your, on yep. your plasma tank. Right, and then he cast a second psychic power, psychic scourge, mm-hmm. and he puts additional three mortal wounds yep. on that tank. So you right, right away, you're down to half your your um, life. Uh, more than half, actually. More I think than it's, half. How many? You have eleven or twelve wounds I think on that thing. Twelve wounds. I'd have to check again. Yeah. So so yeah. So you're reduced by seven just in this with the one librarian attack. Yep. The Melta vets, uh, Death Watch kill team, then managed to kill it. Pretty much yeah. so boom it blows up on the first turn yep we ended up uh, also killing wiping out an entire uh infantry squad right <laughs> yes you did uh if i actually did you yes was it, it was first yes you no no, no, no. Yeah, yeah you did we did you did you did you killed and then and then we squad. and then we killed an additional unit it was a long first turn it was a long <laughs> first turn <laughs> yeah uh, uh so we killed okay do we put? I think we killed. killed oh, we killed your one of your your basilisks. You yes. two basilisks. So the quad uh, last cannons, the, the basically all the last cannons on the Spartan ended up killing one of the basilisks. So boom, your plasma tank goes up in flames. Your basilisk is gone, and one infantry uh, squad is wiped out. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, turn one. And I had drawn the tactical objective that I had drawn was big game hunter, which is basically kill something with ten wounds or more. And gee, those, those able to do that. must have been in scarce supply with, with my <laughs> army. Yeah, that was a good draw. Yeah. Okay, so that was my turn one. What was your turn one? Oh, my turn one was literally. You should probably talk about uh, okay. your miscalculation with yeah. the vendettas. Um, okay, so I had figured, uh, one of the reasons I wanted the vendetta, um, I figured it would be unhampered um, in its shooting by movement. It already has a fairly, like, Meh, ballistic skill, a four up, good guard average. It's all. It's kind of all right. I expected it to have power of the machine spirit or something like that. Oh boy, oh boy, was I mistaken? Oh boy, was I mistaken? Two hundred forty points for a freaking flyer that is hitting at five up. I, I get that it's firing like six shots. Um, you should only be firing at five up reasonably with like twenty las guns. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole yeah. that's the whole point you should not be firing at five up with your heavy artillery that you need to kill the like target prioritize your enemy's big murder units yeah um, uh, i was i was surprised too that um because last cannons are heavy um if you move your vehicle um and you don't have some sort of special rule you do minus and, one your ballistic skill and it didn't have what like a storm raven has and that's power of the machine spirit yeah. which basically allows you to not take a penalty on your ballistic skill yeah so you were if you moved which of course you did move yeah you you were shooting at five up yeah it's it's just honestly it was a mistake on my part i i shouldn't i should have uh i should have read the rule um i should i shouldn't have been so presumptuous uh with it but 
Yeah. Uh, what can you do? We discovered it right before the game started. Yeah. So it was kind of too late to go back and yeah. rebuild. So I did, made a strange decision in, in that I decided I'm going to treat the Vendetta like any other vehicle and just have it sit there and shoot at its full ballistic skill. Because I figured I couldn't sacrifice any ballistic skill because, um, well, there were just too many large threats that I needed to deal with quickly. And I figured lowering my ballistic skill would only elongate how long I had to deal with these things with your Spartan Assault tank or with your Corvus Blackstar or whatnot. Yeah, it, but that was and for four hundred what was four hundred eighty points of my army. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. No. I will not be taking vendettas ever again. <laughs> yeah, because you were forced to hover them. Now that being said, they are what toughness seven. Toughness seven. Yeah. Okay, they're, 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 not, they're, they're not. They're toughness not, seven. Fourteen wounds. It's they're not. It's not like they're pushovers when it comes. To yeah. Even toughness. when they hover, they're still. You they're know, still tough. They're still tough to to put wounds on. But. But but yeah, the benefit of them being mobile and being yeah. able to um, shoot from distance just didn't didn't manifest. No, and and you definitely overpaid for. Yeah, I mean, no. if you'd put that money into tanks it, or, or tanks or fortifications or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, it it was a it was a bad move in terms of list building. Oh, I forgot to mention I had a vindicare. I completely. Oh yeah, you had a vindicare assassin. I had a vindicare assassin. Okay, so what happened in your turn one? Uh, my turn one was very underwhelming if i remember um i dropped in my tempestus scions and the uh tempestor prime i think they did did they do two wounds they only did two wounds on the spartan assault tank then uh i believe i i, I had some small firing from uh my infantry squads i don't think they did anything uh the wyvern uh i believe killed a few of your I, space marines that had dropped in and killed my uh, this turn it only killed one it only killed one okay yeah, it only, only killed, killed one. one did my did my basilisk do anything i don't think my basilisk did anything this yeah yeah it, yeah, yeah. It, 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 killed, put it killed wounds i put wounds on a on it my put, razorback you put wounds on the razorback yeah yeah, yeah i had a razorback that was kind of hiding yeah and i believe my and then oh yes and then pask i think killed the rest of your um the re the rest of the squad that the wyvern had started shooting at, uh, the ones that had killed the plasma cutioner. Right, it killed them. Uh, librarian was shot for two wounds by the vindicare. Um, vindicare, man. Okay. Um, he's not like some like amazing super special unit, but for what he does, he's super consistent. Uh, he, if yeah. you just need like, uh, if you need a character taken out. You give him enough time to look at him, and yeah, he'll he'll be gone after a while. Like two, like two or three turns, most characters will die to him. He's he's pretty much. It's it's weird because he's it's not like he's like, it's not like he can do amazing damage, but it's almost like he's a, like a rare inevitability in this game. <laughs> that if as long as he sees something for long enough, yeah, no, that's thing's probably gonna die. Yeah, that, that character mean, is probably going to die. I, I, I feel the Vindicare once, and he's, from a points efficiency perspective, he's better than a whole unit of uh, snipers, yeah. marine snipers, because he's going to hit on a two. 
Right. And he's going to wound, wound on, on two for infantry characters. No invuln saves. Right. And then if you're trying to target him, it's minus two to hit him. Yes. And and there's always going to be a bigger threat than him on the table. And then, so you don't want right. to bother. Right. And he's got a four up invuln save on top of it. Exactly. So he's he's hard to kill. He's hard to hit. And he's very easy. And I mean, he easily, you know, kills infantry characters. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he, was, he was great all he's throughout. Great. He was consistent. He was very consistent. Okay. So um, so that was your turn turn. Uh, one, you, oh, you you wounded things. I wounded things, and I believe I actually I think my vendettas did some damage to your Spartan. Actually, I think it was yes. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. There was a bit of a rule. Yeah, you, I don't know. I don't know what happened so, to me. In, in so this you first round. you recognize that that the vendettas had six uh, last cannon shots each. Yeah, six last cannon so, shots so, each. So, Twelve so, total. For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, in your head, you, in your head, I had decided <laughs> it was twelve each, and there's twenty four last cannon shots barreling down at this Spartan right. assault tank, and I didn't catch it uh, for whatever reason. I, yeah, none, none, neither, neither of us, us got, like, caught it. At first, my like dumbness just yeah. didn't realize. Hey, twenty four seems like an unreasonable number for amount of last cannon shots <laughs> coming from two vehicles. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then as and the safeguard fell because you're like, yep, sounds fine to me, and yeah. we just both and just both well, okay. because because yeah, allegedly it looked like like my uh, Spartan had been re uh, reduced to two <laughs> to two, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like that was super fast that for was, a Spartan. Yeah. Wow, it's good shooting on uh, those vendettas uh, side. Yep, and then in the next turn we realized what had happened. So what we did is we basically just um, have we have the damage that it, that had happened the prior turn as a way of sort of as a make good. So um, we we should have played it correctly, but we didn't. Yeah, so. it was completely yeah. my mistake. It was just. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking. So okay. So my turn two rolls around, and um, uh, I basically took my uh, <laughs> the veterans that were inside it. Yeah. They like ran out because yeah. they they thought with we, at the time we thought it was only two ones left. Uh, this thing's gonna blow up. So they they ran out and they went after the uh, uh, Tempest of Scions that had materialized that mm -hmm. drop shooted in. Yep. And they shot them up with their frag cannons. Right. They, yeah, yeah. That that killed all of the um, that Tempest of Scions. And then it was the, uh, and then in assault, the uh, the veterans got in there and killed the Tempestra Prime. Yeah. Also that turn, my um, I drop pod, another drop pod come in this time with the uh, watch captain, and uh, he and his Melta team put a bunch of wounds on your one of your basilisks. Yeah. Right. They took some pie shots at the uh, at the Vindicare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And didn't really do anything no. to him. No, yeah. Not. Right. Uh, the Corvus Black Star uh, shot up some guardsmen with his hurricane bolters yeah um and then didn't uh, and then put some wounds on um on the hovering um uh, vendetta but not that many not that many no not that many i kind of flubbed my my last cannon and storm strike missiles but so i think you i reduced you down to six or seven wounds was, on, on one of your vendettas i think it was 10 oh 10 that turn so i think it might have been 10 that so turn. Only, only took four wounds off of you yeah if i remember correctly yeah um, so i was whittling down your guys a little bit yeah Right, and also um, some last cannon fires from one of the uh, from one of the Razorbacks um, went after your um, uh, Hellhound, yeah, yeah, and reduced it. Yeah, I, th I, th I, th I think by the end of that turn, um, you had one wound left. Yeah, on the uh, Hellhound. Yeah, so that was that was my turn too. Uh, I, I ended up scoring like uh, three or four objectives. Something something ridiculous. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that was another part. I basically. Um, my first, the first objective I started off with was domination. 
So that's, <laughs> to control all of the objectives? That, yeah, that's immediately rough. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a tough one to get. Uh, rougher is uh, my unwillingness to move because I don't want any reduced ballistic skill at all because there's a bunch <laughs> of scary threats everywhere. So I have like objectives right next to me that I'm like, uh, oh, I'm not going to get it because I need to kill the thing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much of a trade-off it was on honestly to um to do that maybe i should have gone for those objectives more i don't i don't know how much i would have um lost in terms of killing potential and how much i would have gained in terms of like contesting you at the very least i i don't know how that would have turned out but anyway turn my turn two rolls around and we both realize oh yeah no it's not 24 the last cannon, cannon shots yadingus so we we have so we have damage. It's up to ten wounds, I believe. At yeah, this point, yeah, we, we reset the uh, the wound counter to ten for my Spartan. Yeah, so surprisingly, uh, the vendetta. Oh, you did you did put seven wounds on it. Yeah, I remember it because I reduced shot it at reduced ballistic skill. Anyway, yeah. Um, surprisingly, however, uh, we were able to finish it off. Yeah. So so you're complaining about how the vendettas are like not weren't good and whatever. And no, then, I mean, but in two turns, no, I, I mean, I they mean, they killed a Spartan with twenty wounds and toughness eight, six, and six two last, up armor. six last cannon shots was was great. Uh, part of the description was it was a flyer. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't supposed. I, if I had wanted, if I had wanted a ton of last cannons just yeah, lying I around, so. I would have bought like a bunch of heavy weapon squads and put right. them, castled them up. I didn't want to. I wanted like a flyer. Right. To grab to possibly grab objectives as well as murder your units. Right. Yeah. So so it, it, you blew up the the Spartan. What else did you do that turn? I actually you actually made a great save. So I failed to kill your uh, librarian. Your librarian with the because I had a six up save and I made that. You made you made the save. Yeah. Um, I killed with a combination of the wyvern and the basilisk you had shot. Um, killed your the squad your watch captain had dropped in the drop pod with right uh so he was all by his lonesome that that was that it i don't uh, yeah i don't think i, I think killed i don't think it. i did any other damage really i just did that yeah. and then got no objectives which would be a recurring theme <laughs> all right turn three rolls around i the watch captain ends up killing the basilisk yeah uh, that it was going after with his combi melta the uh Stormbolter in one of the drop pods ends up killing a few more guardsmen that were, you know, in the vicinity of that. Mm -hmm. The um, we ended up killing the Hellhound that turn, right? So mm -hmm. the Hellhound yeah. is gone, um, and I ended up uh, putting some wounds on additional wounds, or if not, actually I ended up killing one of the uh, vendettas that turn. That's this turn. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, you might have. Yeah, that was. Mm -hmm. it. I, I ended up killing the vendettas with the uh, with the Corvus Black Star, basically firing its last cannons and its Stormstrike missiles at it. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up, ended up killing that. Um, at this point, it was even though you still had a lot of units on there. I think I also killed. I think I also killed another guard unit yeah. in its entirety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you did. Yeah. Okay. So that was an effective uh, turn for me. Yeah, I think it was by this point. And then, I, and, then, and I had drop pods on two objectives, so I was pretty much guaranteeing additional tactical objectives, and then I had secured a third objective, so I was getting three objective yeah. draws every turn. And then they were good cards, and yeah. so they were like, 
kill an enemy a unit. Yeah, you kill a unit. <laughs> Get an objective you already have. Right. Go behind enemy lines. And they were yeah. pretty simple, yeah. straightforward ones. So I was racking up the points pretty fast. And then uh, in every unit, every turn, I was like, you know, just reducing your army with something significant was being killed. Yeah. So by this point, I was like, uh, yep, not this is not going to happen as a victory. Right. Uh, I think I finished off the librarian, but I mean, that was about it in terms of remaining damage yeah. to be done. Uh, yeah, it was. I think it was by this point that I just like. Uh, no, we, we, we did turn three. Then we we did turn four. Did we? All, we did all for, all of turn four for me. Right, we ended yeah, up yeah, going to turn four for me. I thought my vendettas had survived up to, like, or at least, or at least up until the end of the game, in which I think it was you killing one of them that sort of prompted me. Oh, maybe that was it. Maybe that vendetta died in turn four, something like that. But but it was it was basically at the end of uh, at the end of my turn four, you realized that yeah, no, this isn't happening. You had I think you had one objective at this point. Did maybe. you have any? Maybe. Well, I mean, I I might have contested one. <laughs> no, did you did you score any tactical objectives? No, oh it? no, no, none, none, none. none. I scored, so I scored no tactical objective. Okay, I, I, the only one I had was domination. Oh right. Oh, and you couldn't get additional objective. I couldn't because, get additional objectives because you weren't you, sitting on any objectives. I, I, yeah, not only that, I was just uh, yeah, I would I was unwilling to move my <laughs> vendettas. Right. Yeah. Um, I, so the game ended on a score of seven to zero. Yeah. Right. Um, and then included first blood. Um, so, okay, from the perspective that I saw, I saw that the Wyvern was just being an incredibly effective unit. Wyverns, so yeah, Wyverns, very effective. Yeah, um, it was just deleting Space Marines every time it shot them. 46 yeah. shots and then uh, ability to reroll wounds is just really good. Yeah, when the Basilisk was able to shoot, it did a good job. Yep. Um, I, I think if the Vendettas were just tanks with uh six las cannons attached to them i would have liked them more um <laughs> yeah the vindicare was super consistent uh yep. really nice add-on creed didn't do much oh uh, yeah you brought creed and he and he just kind of sat back and like ordered like one squad because <laughs> he didn't have any um I, I i think i think creed's more i think creed's better for more of a like uh infantry centric army Oh yeah, because he can give the three orders. Yeah, he can yeah, order yeah. three different units to go through, or, do three different things, or at the very least, um, an army that's more castle that's more castled up with fortifications yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he was not he was not at all suited uh, for this environment. Yeah. So, but Pask Pask is a with a Punisher and three heavy bolters is a meat grinder. Because even though your Punisher Gatling cannon in many instances couldn't reach my units when it could it just mm. when when it could it did a lot of damage yeah but the heavy bolter which is 36 inch range yeah, yeah, actually that. still in hitting on a two was still really good yeah really was, effective yeah really effective um yeah it's it, i mean what did we what did i call it in the beginning he he turns people into a fine meat slurry <laughs> Yeah, fine meat slurry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if, when he gets when he gets in a range with everything, your infantry squad is very dead. Yeah. If he just gets in a uh, range with his heavy bolters, your squad is probably dead. Yeah, the fact that he can hit on two is, is amazing. His shortcoming is that he's got a short range on his on his main cannon. Yeah. 
Right. But uh, he's still still just, effective. Really effective yeah, choice. Yeah. Always always great. Pascal Punisher is always a great choice. You over your um, favorite. The units. Corvus did really well. Yeah. Uh, the, I, equipping it with two last cannons when you know you're facing tanks is the way to go. Yes, so. the assault cannon uh, wouldn't have done anything this time. Mm-hmm. So giving it two last cannons was great. So that thing was consistently um, putting a lot of wounds on things. So mm-hmm. I really liked the way it played this time. Uh, I, I haven't had much luck with the Corvus Blackstar in the sure. past, but this time it just played really well. Yeah. Um, I still think that the Spartan, even though it died in turn two, <laughs> um, was super effective. Uh, one, it was mm-hmm. a very much a distraction for everything else uh, in your army. And um, it did what it was supposed to do. It put a ton of wounds and got first blood. It destroyed one of your tanks mm-hmm. and then put an additional a whole bunch of wounds on other units mm-hmm. while it was alive. So a little pricey for what it is. Yeah. yeah but, I, but I thought it was effective. Having uh, the librarian, I, th- I think the librarian w- was my all-star because, you know, for a 70 or 90 point model, yeah. he put a ton of wounds out on, on different units. He hurt your hellhound and he, he put a bunch of wounds on one of your tanks. Mm-hmm. And he was just a threat. You know, he was just a huge threat out yeah. there. Because of his ability to just ignore toughness, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Yeah. Um, For sure. And then uh, just you know the consistency of having a bunch of guys with melted guns drop on. Oh yeah, no, no, <laughs> shoot no. melted guns, that and then combine that with a watch captain who can reroll ones on the two hits um, is is going to get some work done against mm-hmm. a tank heavy army. Yeah, I agree. So my all star I think was was my librarian, but uh, the Corvus Black Star is a second runner up, close runner up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So. Uh, I see. I think this. I, I don't think this is a take all comers list though. My Death Watch army. Mm-hmm. It was geared toward tank killing. No, yeah, it was. It was certainly geared towards doing. A it didn't. Job. It didn't have a lot of mobility because once the drop pods were in, yeah, um, you know, they I, were they, in. They were. They were in. I had a couple of Razorbacks that could, you know, run around and maybe that would do something. But you know, Footslog and Asardis was probably not going to, you know, win a lot of objectives. I got very lucky on the cards. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think I could have ultimately uh, built my guard list uh, better if I'd known about the vendettas. I would have done someone about the vendettas, but uh, that and Creed was an unnecessary uh, take in. I could have just gone with Pask and lived my life. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably replace those with some other units and try some other stuff out next time I play guard. But it, I mean, I think this is just a good learning experience in terms of what's very effective in the guard army. Because now I know Basilisk's pretty good. Wyvern's really good. It punished yep. uh, Pask. Well, he's he always was good. I, yeah. I, I think I think Pask, Wyverns, and Basilisks are probably going to be all stars in your in an in an army. Yeah, I, I'd guard s- army. I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, the, the, your last cannons were super inconsistent. I think one of them hit one time and, you know, I think put a bunch of additional wounds on the, yeah, I need on to, the Spartan Assault. I need, I need to check how uh, heavy weapons teams um, compare in terms of cost uh, with the Vendettas because yeah. uh, if I can get more of if I can get more LAS cannons out there uh, like that, then that would be a nicer alternative. And also look at missile launcher reference. teams too. Because, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I, I mean, in they're terms pretty of, close in power strength. And in terms of if I ever have to fight another um, sort of specialized army, yeah, I'd want to look into that. But no, it was, it was an interesting learning experience 
point guard. I never, it didn't really, this didn't really feel like a bad loss, honestly. It just kind of felt, it, I mean, it, it really just felt more like a morning experience and it felt like I sort of had a chance for a while. Um, so I didn't, I, it's, yeah, it is what it is ultimately. I think I learned. Okay. I was, I was pretty happy with the Death Watch. They, they, yeah. they you know, when you can, when you kind of have an idea of what you're facing, you can get them out. They're like, you know, jacks of all trades. You can get them out however you want. And, yeah. and these guys did their job yeah, pretty effectively. So I was pretty happy with them. Okay. I think that, that ends our episode, episode 44. Uh, we want to thank you for listening. If you want to send us an email, give us your thoughts and reviews on our shows, you can always email us at theeyeofterrorpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love for you guys to um, go to iTunes and leave us a review uh, while you subscribe to the show there. Mm -hmm. You can also subscribe to us on uh, SoundCloud, on Google Play Music, on Stitcher, and anywhere you get fine, fine podcasts. But with that, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play. <laughs> that, that was terrible. That was what <laughs> happened there. Oh, oh no. All right, let's uh, take two. Let's, take, let's, let's, let's oh, do that again. Okay. Okay. Oh, boy. With that, I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. <laughs> we'll see you guys soon. Bye.